ground and pound. It sounds cool. It's used in the MMA world, and it could get you in trouble with the police and attorneys. And we're going to talk about why ground and pound may not be your best self-defense technique or strategy because we want you not only to win the fight with an attacker and get home safely, we want you to stay out of trouble with the law as well. That's what we're going to talk about this morning on Coffee with Alan. Got a cup here with Mickey and Minnie dressed for the Halloween season. Seemed appropriate because Halloween is coming up soon. Hope everybody's enjoying the festivities with the parties and things that go on in this season. Before I get on at Ground and Pound, had a question by email this morning that I responded to, but I'll put it out here as well. Somebody wrote to me and asked me about my Hopkato Cane DVDs. And I had to explain that right now, DVD fulfillment, they shut down in Amazon. That's who I was using for fulfillment. And if Amazon's stopping, there's a reason. And so I didn't go out and fulfill those with another DVD fulfillment company and then have to send them to Amazon to sell them there and so forth. I put them on an online platform. Online platform I learned about from a friend, Wim Demir, who also had Paladin DVDs on there. But Pivot Share went out of business in August. Now what I am doing is all of my DVDs, I am chopping them up into lessons and I am building some online courses with the material from the DVDs as well as filming new material. So the course might have footage of me 20 years ago with Hapkido Hoshinsul, more than 20 years ago actually, that I did with Paladin Press and some of my early Paladin Press videos. It will have footage from my Ike production videos, which were 10 years ago or so, and it will have new footage. So you'll see me at various ages, but teaching things to help you stay safe and defend yourself if you have to. And those courses will be available in 2024. I'm working on them now. There's a lot of technology stuff involved with a learning curve for me to learn how to do some of this. But that's what's going to happen with all of my DVD programs. They will be included in the online courses and the membership site that I'm creating. Want to say good morning to Jay and Vicky. They're here and said hello. Let's talk about ground and pound and why it's maybe not your best strategy. Now, for those of you not familiar with the term, it's often used in MMA, Ground and pound is simply when you knock a guy out or, you know, get him on the ground and he's a little dizzy or whatever, and you just jump on top of him and start pounding the heck out of him until the referee stops it, usually in an MMA match. On the street, a ground and pound, it might stop when the guy's unconscious or possibly even dead. I mean, savagely just pounding on that person when they're sort of helpless. So why don't we want to do that in self-defense? Because when law enforcement show up and attorneys get involved, you can find yourself in trouble. Excessive force. Much better. You hit that guy and he goes down a little dizzy. If you can escape to safety, take that opportunity. Get to safety. You jump on top of him and start pounding him. You may seriously injure or kill him. And even if he's not seriously injured or killed, a prosecutor can then start talking, yeah, there was he's practicing the ground and pound where he was just out of control, brutally pounding on the person and so forth. And that can find you in hot water. And so escaping at whatever opportunity you have or restraining and controlling the person if you can. 
Obviously, if there are multiple people, you're not going to be doing the restraint and control. You're going to be escaping. But when you neutralize the threat and then stop the violence, that can keep you out of trouble. Now, years ago, when I was working in the prosecutor's office, I spent a year with the city attorney's office. I prosecuted a guy for assault. And here's the situation. I've told this story before. You may have heard it, but I'll tell it again here. It was a bar fight outside of a bar. Two guys got into a fight. I do not know who started it for sure. The guy that went down with a broken ankle because he tripped on the curb, there's a good chance he started it. But the other guy that was still standing, instead of leaving, he went over and started kicking the guy that was down with the broken ankle. That is when law enforcement showed up. So the only thing the police saw was this guy kicking the guy on the ground. Now, to make matters worse, when the police arrested him, the guy made the comment, I had to get my licks in. And that went down on the report. So when I'm prosecuting the guy for assault, he claimed it was self-defense and the guy with the broken ankle had started the fight. That may have been true. The problem is when the guy was on the ground with a broken ankle, it was no longer self-defense. Those kicks that the police officer witnessed and had a statement saying I had to get my licks in were assault. And that's what he was found guilty on. And that's how I created my closing statement. You know, after we had the facts out, it was pretty simple. And I said, everything before those kicks didn't matter. Those kicks, when the guy was on the ground with a break, broken ankle, were assault and he should be found guilty. And he was. So that's why we have to be careful with excessive force and why the ground and pound strategy could get us in trouble. You're pounding on a guy and that's when law enforcement shows up or that's when the video camera is captured because often the video cameras won't capture the very beginning. They people all, oh, something's going on. Then they turn the camera on and they only film you pounding and as the guy's on the ground. That's what's going to get you in trouble with the law. You can also be sued for it. So not only criminally, it can be civilly, so it can cost you money. So the best course of action is as soon as the threat is stopped and you have an avenue to get away and escape or an avenue to control that person and just stop violence, those are your best courses of action. If you go too far, you will face the possibility of being in courtroom civilly or criminally or both. And some of the stuff that I want to teach you is to defend yourself, go home safely, but I want to keep you out of jail and I want to keep your bank account okay too, because either of those can cost you a whole bunch of money. Even if you're found innocent and they don't you know, find you guilty and, and have to pay, you have to pay all the lawyer costs and all of that kind of stuff to go through the process. So we don't want any of that. Going to see a couple comments. Jay said, super cool. I think he was talking about the courses that are coming up, you know, taking the old videos, chopping them up, filming new stuff, and adding to make some really good courses and a really good membership site. That's what I'm working on. It's just taking longer than I wanted because there's a big learning curve learning the platforms and such to make it the way I want it. And Jay says about the cane stuff. So yes, going to have that cane stuff in an online course. You know, I'm working on that stuff now. Dixon's here. Good morning, Dixon. Dixon says, knowing anatomy is key. No ground and pound. Smack the brachial plexus and you should have plenty of time to flee. 
or deal with multiple attackers. Exactly. And that's what we want to do. We want to stun and go. We don't want to seriously hurt and kill someone unless it's justified. And and we have to be very careful that we don't go excessive force. A regular fist fight, like the one where I prosecuted, that was found excessive. You have an active shooter situation and a guy coming through killing people, and you take a fire extinguisher and you smash him in the head and it kills him. That's not excessive force if he was killing other people. And so we have to look at the situation and we can only use the amount of force that's justified to stop the violence and then keep yourself safe. We can't go beyond that. So I just wanted to share that this morning because, you know, it's an important lesson. And I want to make sure that I can help people on the different aspects of saying safe. Fortunately, I have a background starting with martial arts in the 80s and the military and security and training and teaching. But I also have a background as a lawyer. You know, I graduated law school, passed the bar, worked at a, as a prosecutor for a year. So I can help you with the different areas to try to make sure that you are safe, you know how to defend yourself without going past the limits so you can enjoy life. Because that's what it's really about. So much out there to enjoy. And I want to help you do it. And I want to help you do it safely. And I want to help you be prepared. Thank you for being here. If you haven't signed up for that newsletter, go do that at enjoylifesafely.com. You'll get updates about things going on and a lot of practical advice on staying safe, enjoying life, and being exceptional. Go out, make it a tremendous Thursday, and we will see you tomorrow.